the Zoyar begins in this week's parsha, where it says, "Vaydabra shal Moshe." This week's parsha is parsha Kisisa. It says Hashem speaks to Moshe that Kisisa zoyish bnei Yisrael, that when you rise the heads of the people of Israel, and it talks about the counting of the people and that the house should be counted through giving of the machsa shekel, a half a shekel, that they should count through the coins. So the Zohar starts off with a story. And the story is as follows. Rab Abba, Rab Acha, Rab Yossi. There are three of the important students of Rab Shimon in the story of the Zohar that were walking on their ways. And they were going from Azla Mitveria Litzapari. They were going from Tveria, from a place called Tveria, which is in Eretz Yisrael, in the, in, the, in the north. Tveria. And they were going from Tveria, or translated to Tiberias, and they were going from Tveria to Tsipari. And Tsipari was a, a sort of like an outskirts town that was near, which is mentioned also in the Gemara many times, which is also a city that's near Tveria. So they're walking, and it's important that they are walking, which means they're on a journey. And it's important that it's three of them. There's generally ten students, primary students, of Rav Shimon in the stories of the Zayar, and here three of them are walking, and they're going from a place called Tveria to a place called Sipari. Now Chazal, our sages tell us, the Gemara says in Megillah, 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 Avav, that um, Tveria, even though the, the, the simple name Tveria comes from Tiberias, and it was named after the King, King Tiberius, who, who settled that part of the world, in Eretz Yisrael, but Tveria, the Gemara says that the reason why Tveria is called Tveria is because it's the Taber Sheretz Yisrael, it's like the belly button of Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara also says that Tveria is Toiviriyasa, it has good seeing, Rashi says. Toysis brings down, Rashi brings down because there's Pardesim and there's, there's it's pleasant, uh, pleasant uh, trees and, and, and natural growth. So it has to do with a higher type of vision, a better vision, but the belly button, like the essential, the place of Yichud, the place of unification. Which is like the midpoint of the body that unifies the body, and according to some opinions in the Chazal and Gemara Zayta, that's where the body forms. And they're going to a place called Tzipoyra. The, the Gemara over there also mentions that Tzipoyra, Tzipoyra is also connected to the word Tzipoyra. Tzipoyra is a bird, and because it sits above like a Tzipoyra Nahar, like a Tzipoyra, like a bird on top of a mountain. So they were traveling, three of them were traveling from Tveria to Tzipoyra. Now, of course, just to be clear, even though Tveria was named after what, Tiberius, and that's the original name, but the Chazal always see Arashkoch Pratis, certainly was one of the cities in Eretz Yisrael, and certainly a city that's one of the Yerakoidish, connected to water, that there is a, a deeper understanding of why that particular place has this particular name, and we can understand it through reading the words in Lashon Kodesh. So they're walking, they're going on their way. Adav Aslan, as they're walking, they look up and they see that Rabbi Lezer is walking and Rabbi Chia is with him. So it doesn't say that they see them both, but they see one and then they see the other. So three people are walking and they look up and they see that Rabbi Lezer was going, that's approaching them, which means he, he's coming from Tzipari to Tveria. And also Rebchia is with him. So three see two, but the way they see, he sees the two, 
the three see the two is the first he sees one and then he sees the other. Amr Abba says, certainly, certainly the Shechina is present with them. That, uh, that certainly the Shechina is walking with them. So he sees them as two and then he says the Shechina is with, with him. So they waited until they showed up, until the two showed up. Once they approached each other, so then Rabbi Elezer, who was part of the two, he said, Upon them, upon this encounter, upon them, he said, so they, the three that see the two, see first one, then the other, and then they say that the Shekhinah is there. Certainly the Shekhinah is there. And when the two, Rabbi Lezer, meets the three, they say, Rabbi Lezer says that any Hashem that the eyes of Hashem are in Sadiqim. So we have to understand a little bit what this means. What does it mean that they're going from one place to the other place? What does it mean that they're going from the place of Tveria to the place of, T- of Tzipori? What does it mean that they say the Shekhinah is with them and they say in Hashem Lireyav, the Hashem's presence, eyes are with them? What is the difference? Then the, then the Zohar continues. That we have established, the Gemara says in Bab that we have established less birchas to le'ele shari al miladismane. That a bracha, a blessing, an openness doesn't rest on something that is counted. Something has to be someone eyes are usually hidden. A lot of dabash are not something that's counted. Because when it's counted, it's singled, singled out. This is what the Gemara says, and the Zara is repeating what the Gemara says. So if so, in this week's portion it's talking about that the people were counted, Claudia was counted. So how does it work if you say that when you count something there's no blessing? And here they're counted and there's a blessing. So the Zari said, Kufr not They took, they took, uh, the way they were counted was two coins, and it was a kufr nashe, it was an atonement for the soul. And they did not count the totality of all the coins until all the coins were collected. And then, Ubekadmiso, the people of Israel, the Klaiso, were blessed before the counting. And after they counted the amounts, and then there was another blessing. So it says, that appears that. Uh, Klal Yisrael was counted in the beginning. I mean, were blessed in the beginning, before the counting. They were blessed after the counting, and therefore there was no negative. There was nothing hard. There was not no hardship there. There was nothing troubling. What is the Zohar telling us? That there's a blessing that comes pre-counting, and then counting itself is something that blessing does not rest, and then there's post-counting, which is like when you create the sum total. In simple language, what the Zoya is saying is that there's the world of individuation, of the world of separation. No, 
first is a world of pre-individuation, which is things are not counted, things are not singled out, and everything is seen as a lump sum, as a unity, as one, and there there's blessing. Then when things are singled out and divided as one, two, three, and four, and you're the first, second, and third, then there is a possibility of no blessings. And then once the sum total is reached, and you say here there's a number of 10 people standing, then the blessing is again, uh, is, is again, uh, there's again a, a blessing upon these, on these people. So there's a blessing in the pre-individuation. In the place of individuation is the possibility of no blessing. And then in the trans-individuation, or the collective, is when there is blessing again. So here we have this idea. What does this mean? That is the world of chesed, which is the world of kindness, or the world of singularity. There's the world of givurah, which is the world of separation, individuation, where things are becoming individuated, the emergence of, of individuated selves. There's a pre-individuated state, which is before people if we're talking about people before they become distinct from other people, then there's the process of a person developing a healthy sense of self where they're individuating themselves, which you can count. You say this is person number one, this is person number two, this is person number three, where each individual person has its own unique character traits and its own uniqueness. And then there's the emergence of the individual, after the emergence of the individual self, of individuation, there's a post-individuation or trans-individuation, which is that even though people are individual, they still have a sense of the collective. And this is this is what the depth of this, this means is as follows. Blessing is a shafa, a giving, a flow, an openness, an expansiveness. When people are in a state of, shle, of shalom, peace, pe people are in a state of harmony with each other, then in a the, the, the blessing, the the, the vessel that receives divine blessing, which is the place of unity, the divine blessing is the place of oneness, of unity, rests in a people that are in a state of unity. So before the individuated state, a person is blessed. I talk about it like literally in individual person, and we can see this more in a collective. When children are very young, and they're not yet uh, emerging into their fullness of self, it's like the pre-ego state or pre-individuated state, there's a certain level of cuteness that a certain level of charm that children have. They're blessed. Then, as the individual grows up and is maturing into themselves, they become very much about their own selves, and it's about them, and it's about an us and a them. It's about a me or a you. And there is a certain sense of friction between people. Because the individual self is emerging, the ego is emerging. Hopefully, it's a healthy ego, but the ego is emerging. And in order for the ego to emerge, it has to know itself, it has to know what its wants and its desires are. And it's selfish. And it's selfish sometimes to the extreme that it becomes detrimental for the people that are around them. This is the this is the a healthy emergence of individuality, but it's only in a in process. It's it's to get to a point that after you reach a place of individuation, which is already a place of separateness every single person is separate from each other, the intention is to get to a place of a trans state of that, which is not that I eliminate my individuality, but I my individuality now is in full bloom 
in relationship and in, in harmony and the tapestry with all other individuals. So then it, it there's like a pre-use state, to say it a little different, there's like the pre-use state, which is the, the pre-individuation state, where there's no ego, so there's no sense of self. And then there's about there's a state where it's about me, and, and, and me or you, because I need to support my own self, and therefore I feel that you are a threat. And then hopefully there's a level of maturity where it becomes me and you. And this is what the Zara is saying is about the blessing, that blessing, the world of Yichud, the world of unification, the world of divine plenty, the world of oneness, is revealed in the pre-counting state, before people are counted, this is the Torah is telling, that before they were counted, they were blessed. But that's a blessing that with, that's a, that's a type of blessing or type of reality that doesn't include individuation. It's the absence of individuation. It's in the, it's in the absence of individuals. This is a collective. There's a young people, Klai Yisrael, the people of Israel just left Mitzrayim. They went out in mass in this collective euphoria of redemption and of freedom, but they weren't yet individuals. In that state, they were blessed. Then Hashem says, I want you to count them. Every single person should be counted distinctively. Every single person is unique. Every single person should be counted and brought in front of Moshe, but every single person has to be symbolically marked as an individual person because every person has their nefesh, their nafsh, their na their koifer nafsh, their nefesh, their soul, which is distinct. One person is not like the other person. And every person should be counted. But the Torah is saying that the in the process of counting, during the process of counting where there is the emergence of the individuals, and every individual is very much attached to their individuality, there's no blessing because everyone seems in friction, impossible friction with each other. When is the ultimate blessing? The ultimate blessing, which is the third level, is post-individuation. That's what the Zohar says. There's a blessing before they become individuals, before they're counted. The counting itself is where there's a singling out of every single individual person. And then there's the, the post is not the transcendence or the elimination of the self, but the integration of the fullness of self within the collective. That's what the Pasuk said. That's what the Pasuk said. It shouldn't be a negev. And Ramesh Davali writes, Rabdu writes that negev has the same letter as the word, as the word gefen, because go legimash makaravis. Negimash makaravis, Gemara says in Sanhedrin, which is the idea of that it's, that it's wine, that it brings people together, which is the bringing of people together on the third level, which is when you count the, the total number, is the number that includes the two includes the individuation, includes the duality. There's a singularity, there's a, which is the pre-individuation state. There's a duality, which is the individuation state. Everything is distinct and separate from each other, which is the world of Gura. And then there's the post, the higher level, the higher Padrega, which is the idea of Tiferis, which is blending, which, which is every single individual person is blended together in this tapestry of everything. This is what the Zohar says. The way the Zohar couches this teaching this is what we, that we, to come and see this truth, how it's written. The Torah actually describes it through a story that they're coming. There, there are three sages. Three is the idea of the yichud, the place where one, two, and three, and one is individual. If there's one, if there's no other, then it's a singularity. If there's one and there's an other, that can be the possibility of friction and the separation. But when there's three, there's unity. That's why the Gemara says in Shabbos that the Torah is the Torah third, given the, the, on the third day, for a person that's the third, the Moshe Rabbeinu, the third, to people that are divided, 
There have been instances of many other things that are connected to three, because three is the, di the idea of the dynamic of unity. So there are three that were walking, and they were going from a place of Tabur to the place of Tzipari, which means they were going from a place of Yichud. And they were walking from that place of unity. When they looked up, they saw two. But they first they saw one, and then they saw the other. And they saw that maybe there's a possibility of, God forbid, that there's a friction between them, because two is a separation, individuation, where there's no counting of a, of a collectivity. But then they said, of course, Certainly the Shekhinah is present with them. Which means that certainly the Shekhinah is present with them. It's just like the Gemara speaks in Saita that there's Ish Ish, there's a man and a wife as separate beings. But when they're together, the Yud and the Hey together, is Shekhinah Shoy and the Shekhinah rests within amongst them. Which means that the Shekhinah is the third element, the sense of transcendence that allows for, for couples to get along, is not that it's my life and your life, we're trying to figure out a way to connect, but we recognize that there's a higher existence, there's a higher purpose in our relationship. There's a third, there's a third element, there's Gimel Shutan Laden, there's a third Shutan, there's a third partner, Kaviyachal, as if in this relationship. That's the Shekhinah Meneim, that's the presence of the Shekhinah. So the three look at the two and recognize that the two also have a third, which is Shekhinah Meneim. And when the, the one, the, the two see the, th the three, they say, Certainly Hashem is Allah Sadiqim, the name of Hashem is Sadiqim. The, the, the difference is that one is saying that the Shekhinah is resting within, within them, and one is saying that Hashem, Yudkei Vavke, is resting within them. The difference is that the Gemara says, the Gemara says in, that, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin Lamates, the Gemara says that there was once a, a case, of one type of a king or, or some type of region, that Asher became Leo, and he says, when you say if you say that every ten people the shechina rest, so it's how many shechinas are there? And uh, Rabbi Gamliel says he calls over the Meshamash, the person that serves the king, and says that how do you let the, the sunlight enter the king's king's room? And he's and he he's, he says that the sun it rests everywhere. So so he said the same thing. If this is true, Rabbi Gamliel answers. If this is true. With the, 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 the one of the ten thousand shamash al one of the ten thousand servers or servants in front of Hashem, which is the sun, which is a servant of essentially of Hashem in this world, has such light that it can penetrate in many different places. Certainly, the shechina can penetrate in many different places. But the idea was that there's a conception that the possibility that this kama shechina ika that because there's different levels of the shechina, the shechina that can be a place of the level of the shechina, which is the divine presence, the 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 the, the reality. Of the divine presence as it's, as it's experienced within your life, some people have a heightened level of shechina, and they can have the shechina's resting amongst them. And some people don't have the shechina, or they can have a shechina yelah, shechina tov. There's many different levels levels of the shechina. The Rambam says that there's many different levels of parshas vayichi. There's many different levels of the shechina, which is that the shechina is shechenes umislabeshes. The shechina is the presence, the divine presence that rests within every single individual situation, every single. Condition, which means that therefore there could be possible levels of the Shekhinah. And that could be possible, seen as common Shekhinah Ika, that, that there's many. Just like Chazal say, with um, that, that these and these are the, the words of the living God. When there's an argument, when there's Machalikas, when there's two, is the name of Hashem, which is the name of Din, of judgment, but Lakim is the language of plural, like. Like the Kuzi writes, because it's the idea of many, so there are different opinions. Elev, Elev, Divlekim, Chaim. These and these are the words in the name of Hashem, name of Elakim. But Havayim, Allah Kemoise. When you want to say that Allah is Kemoise, that the law follows a particular opinion, then you say Hashem is with them. Ain't Hashem Alatsikim, the name of Hashem. What is the name of Hashem? Hashem is the Yudke Vavke, which is Hoya, Hoya Vigia, past, present, and future, the three dimensions, in a unification of oneness. 
the the past, the present, the future is unified. This is the name. This is the name of Hashem. That's what. That's why, according to Sefer Soi, the name Yud Kevavke, like it's written in Shari the name Yud Kevavke is connected to, to the to, the to the Midah of Tiferes of unity because it's the unification. The unification means it's the unification of the multiplicity within the singularity of the multiplicity within a tapestry of harmony of unity of unity, and that's what the Zohar is saying. The Zohar is saying is that. There's blessing in a place before a person individuates, and then there could be the possibility of two, and you have to work on finding yourself and then finding yourself in a relationship with other. And when you find yourself in a relationship with other, which is I'm fully myself in the relationship with other, I'm fully individuated, but I'm also part of a collective, then I can find blessing again in my life, and then I can be blessed. This is the higher the higher madrega, the higher level of the third, which is as I said, that's where the blessing is even a higher level of blessing. This is the idea of Loyinegev. And this is really, on a deep level, this is connected to the previous parsha also, where the Torah speaks about, where the Torah speaks about the, the, the Mizbeach Apnimi, concludes the Mizbeach Apnimi, at the end of Tzava, which is the internal altar, which is which was brought with incense. And the, the Gemara says that, so Chazal tells us that the, there were Yudal of Sabbatic Torahs. There were 11 types of ingredients of the Torahs. The Torah itself doesn't mention the 11. and just a few, but it doesn't mention all the 11. But Chazal say that from, if you read the verses clear, clear, uh, more closely, you'll see that there are 11 things that the Torah talks about. And 11, one of the 11 things, for example, is Mar, which is, the Rama writes, is the blood of an unkosher animal. But one of them clearly is Chalbuna. Chalbuna is a very foul, pungent, pungent smell. And Chazal tells us that the Gemara says, Christmas stuff. Well, the Gemara says that any fast or any days of, of prayer that doesn't include even even the people that are less savory and have a less positive smell is Anatinus is not considered a good fast day. It's not it's not a good day of atonement. Rash says it's also the Rashi quotes the that it's called Tainus called Tfilok, also prayer. This is the way it's brought down by the Balsham in the Chasidic Svarim that called Tfilah Shein Yisrael, any prayer, any time a person davens and doesn't include others, like a Tzibur, Tzibur is a collective, which is Sadiq Ben Rishayim, which is the righteous and the intermediary person, even the person that's on the opposite side of the righteous, that a Tzibur, a collective, means that we include everybody, that we have to include everybody, and, and the inclusion of everybody is what creates a Reich Nechayich Hashem, is what creates a beautiful fragrance smell. The Chalban on its own, the Chalban on its own, doesn't create positive smell it creates the opposite of a positive smell but how do you release smell from something when you in order to release a smell from, a, from something in nature usually you have to create a certain friction you have to rub up against it and that's how it releases the smell and this is what Chazal is saying in order for your your prayers in order for your tefillah in order for your tainus in order for your supplications in order for your your fasting and and desire to be connected to Hashem, and desire to, for, your, for your prayers to be answered and your prayers to have an effect, you have to have a reach to, you have to have, you have a reach nechayach, you have to have the inclusion of all the types of spices, and all the types of spices creates even a much beautiful, much more, much more beautiful spice. Sometimes you have to, you rub yourself, kaviyachal, as if, with amongst other people, and that creates the fragrance of the beautiful smell. So the idea is the yichud, the yichud is that I am a specific smell, every person has their own distinct distinction, Every person should be counted for who they are, and every person has deserves to be counted and has a special number that belongs to them, as it were. A special oys in the Sefer Torah, a special letter in the Sefer Torah belongs to them. 
that you can't come to the number three if there's no number two. You can't come to the number 10 if there's no number nine. Every person is that number. And then the Torah says, but if you really want blessings, so you have to find yourself, figure out who you are and what's your way of being in this world. And that may be sometimes in contrast to other people in terms of separating yourself from other people. God forbid not to have friction with other people, but to separate yourself from other people and to, to order to find yourself. But ultimately, you have to find yourself and then try to, within who you are as your individual person, to recognize the harmony of being part of the collective. This is the root also, if you talk about a parasha Kisisa, this week's parasha, this is also the root of the, the negative way of thinking about this is Avedazar, is, is idol worship, and where the, where the, in the, the idol worship is essentially the idea of worshiping the something for the everything. And you say this something is, is not only part of the everything, but it is the everything. It is Kaviachal, the, the idol. It is Kaviachal, the creator. And what's the opposite of idol, idol worship? The opposite and say that Hashem Echad, they recognize that every single aspect of creation, all of Hashem's creation, every single aspect of, of, of Hashem's creation is a specific, beautiful expression of the divine light that's shining through every individual person. And collectively, this is the beautiful tapestry of creation which is the world of the Ferris, which is the world of blessing, which is the, the world of the number three, which is the idea of the Torah. You should have a wonderful, beautiful Shabbos.